Welcome to, what, the third episode yeah. of KTCG Radio. Um, yeah, we're mainly going to be talking about dating um, and the insecurities that we have within dating each other, uh, past relationships. Yeah. Um, that's mainly... And also just within ourselves, right? Um, just personally, how we've dealt with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much... So we basically created questions for each other and um, we had to basically think about what we were insecure and how that related to our relationships to see how we've started and where we uh, are going in our journey together as boyfriend and girlfriend. So would you like to go first? Of course. To ask me my question. (laughs) So Hamed. What was one thing you were worried about while dating me? One thing I was worried about dating you, I think it was mainly like my finances. I know we started dating at the end of 2018. That's basically when I graduated college and um, I had trouble looking for a job. And I felt... Like I wasn't being my 100% self. And um, it was literally like one year until I found like a good job. And so I was mainly working at Baruch, making enough, you know, to like uh, pay for dates, stuff like that. But I wanted to, you know, she, at that time he was already working <laughs> full time, making 60000 <laughs> No, I wasn't doing that yet. When? The year? Yeah, you started working in... Yeah, in, in that, that, that August, September, yeah. Of 2019. Of 2019, yeah. yeah. So, I took, I guess, the longer route. And it was pretty difficult because I, I had to... I just wanted to feel like I was equal. And at the time, I didn't feel equal at all because I was making 15... And he was making a lot. And like the way society goes is like the dude has to be making more than the woman because he's the provider and stuff like that. So I had to wrangle with those thoughts a lot. So yeah, that was one thing I was really anxious about. Yeah, you were. Yeah. He's the, he's the whole <laughs> to this day, it's like the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I didn't at that time. I was just, I mean, because what I was still in Baruch at that time, yeah. so I wasn't like, I don't think I was ever bothered. Like, you wanted to be all extravagant. He was like, I want to do weekly dates, I want to take you here, I want to take you there. And I'm just like, it's okay. Like, I didn't mind just sitting in the house. Like, you know, that was, I didn't mind doing that. I feel like I'm lucky to have. Someone like Janice, but I don't know. I just felt like when she told me it's fine, I didn't think you were telling me the truth. I thought you were like maybe trying to like save my ego or something like that, or like try to put the pressure away. Because in general, I just find that to be potentially unattractive for most people. Especially for women, like if a dude is not on an equal playing field or higher, like 
it was just hard to believe that she was okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand that. I feel like my old self <laughs> would have probably just been like, nah, I'm not with it. Like, you're not working. You ain't making no money. Like, what, did, what am I doing with you? But yeah. I think for the most part, like, I think one is basically the way I was raised. Like, my mother literally didn't want me depending on no one. Mm -hmm. And the simple fact that, like, how I grew up, like, not having any money, I was like, I always have money for myself. So, like, it's not like I was using your money or that I, like, needed your money, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like that that kind of feeling there. And it was also one that I was like, I was like, one, I have this man, and I was like, two, he's educated. Like, he graduated from college, so, like, I'm not bothered by that. And I was mm -hmm. like, because I've seen the past relationships that I've been in and stuff. And so I was like, I was like, he's working for it. Like, he really wants it. Yeah. Like, you want to do better. Like, you want to use your degree. You want to get a job. But it's like, at that time, the angle, which is how it happens for some people. Some people mm -hmm. come out of college and they have a job, and some people literally are sitting there waiting for something to come. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just, I always believe, I was like, you're going to find something. Didn't I tell you that? <laughs> I told you that multiple times. I was like, you're going to find something. I was like, you don't have to be worried about that. Um, yeah, you did. Yeah, you were so stuck on it. And I'm like, don't worry about it. I was stuck on it because I felt like, I don't know, I was really superstitious, especially with being in an African household. Like, I thought I was just stuck. Because I was always getting accepted to jobs that were giving me, like, $15 an hour, $16 an hour. Mm -hmm. I wanted to move out because I was tired of living in my parents' house with their drama and um, their situation. And I feel like them fighting had a deeper effect in my liveliness and it led me to a depression. And on top of that, not finding good, stable work with a livable wage, it was just too many things and I didn't feel like I was doing it correctly and I felt like I wasn't going to move. And so actually moving out, finding a job, beginning of 2020, I was like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was really good. <laughs> Alright, you can ask next one. Now look at you chilling and everything. Oh, you're just going to go back and forth. Yeah. You're not, not going to ask me mine? Oh, shoot. It is my turn. Okay. <laughs> Have your skin disorders mm -hmm. made it more difficult for you to show your body to me? Uh, initially, yeah. Um, so I have keloids and eczema, which you already know of. Um, and keloids are basically like inflamed skin. So it's a part of your skin and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And mm -hmm. the eczema is just a, like a huge rash on your body. Yeah. Um, I did have an issue like we're doing that because I feel like every relationship that I've had to go into, I've had to explain what it is mm -hmm. because of where it is on my body. So like for the keloids at first, you know, they were on my stomach. So it wasn't that like huge of a deal. Like I just had to tell someone like, hey, I got piercings and I was didn't know I was prone to keloids. So mm -hmm. that was just what happened. Yeah. Um, and so that wasn't a big issue. But when they came onto an area that I had to like, that was basically related to me having to be sexual it was mm -hmm. like now i have to have this explanation of like i'm a little taken aback because now i have to sit there and sit down with you and say you know i'm hesitant to have intercourse with you or have sex mm -hmm. with you because of these things um 
and like I hide them myself. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not really bothered. You know, I'm yeah. not with one. <laughs> like I don't openly walk out and be like, yeah, it's there for my stomach. Yeah, and I mean like out in public, I probably wouldn't mind, mm -hmm. but uh, not for the other one in the other areas. Um, and so like it was a little hard because I was like, is he gonna be like ill? Like what the fuck is that on your? You got boils <laughs> on your stomach or boil? And it's like they're not they're not attractive looking, obviously. Yeah. Um, and like. I feel like if you initially look at them, you'll be like, what the fuck is going on with her skin? Like that, that is what you would basically kind of aim at. The same mm -hmm. thing with like the eczema, like you would be like, what is going on? Like, mm -hmm. and people, and I'm pretty sure you've probably like seen it. Like I've seen people make fun of people with eczema countless times and it's, there's levels of severity of it. Um, which at the time when I was, I think when I, when we started dating, I don't think it was that severe. No, no. It was very minimal. Like, I think it was a little bit on my hands and that was it and on my foot. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I was a little hesitant. I was like, not to... And it's, like, hard having to explain it to someone. And then if you explain <laughs> it to them and then they go, oh, okay. And they're like, okay, like... Like, very, like, not even in-depth in, in conversation about it. And it's like, oh, so are they, are they like, disgusted by it? Do yeah. they not want to have a conversation about it? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. For me, it was just... Yeah, like I'd rather just I'll hide my hands if I can. I'll yeah. hide my feet if I can. Like I won't show those things. But I think what made it better was that like you asked me about it. You asked me like, have I tried to <laughs> like make it better mm -hmm. or um or you or you've also like even recently with my hands being um back to like how severe they've been in the past you were just like you know look up something and i'll buy it for you like just things of those mm -hmm. things like that just make it easier um but in the very beginning i was very hesitant i was like how am i gonna go further with this man <laughs> <laughs> if i don't tell him about these things um but yeah that's just how it mainly felt i guess uh, for me uh, no i'm good um, yeah um it was it didn't really take me aback seeing your eczema and keloids. Because I had, like, well, I only had friends that had eczema. Mm -hmm. And, like, just weird-looking patches on your skin. I feel like everybody has that because I had, like, I was bitten by mosquitoes. And I have a few scars on my skin. And I had to come to terms with that as well. So, just having unfavorable blemishes on your skin. I mean, I'm not going to say that I have kilos or eczema, but these looked way worse in the past. And, like, it's visible. People can see this. Mm -hmm. And I guess I was fortunate enough to not have people make fun of that. Yeah. Because they were just, like, they look like, they literally look like open wounds. They weren't healing really well. And, um... I didn't want people to think I had like some type of disease and <laughs> you didn't want to leave me yeah, yeah, but for me with my small experience, I feel like it's not like you chose to have that on your body. And I just think that it's unfair for me to make fun of you. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, I feel like if it was more severe, because I've seen severe cases, you know, like on TV where people have like really severe cases of like keloids and then just like has it over their face yeah. and stuff like that. I think that may have affected the way how 
attracted I would have been with you if you had a severe case of keloids. Yeah. But I feel like, and I'm not saying that that's a good trait. Yeah. That, I mean, it's about the human being, but like, mm -hmm. I don't want to lie to you and say like, oh yeah, we would have still dated a few. Yeah. <laughs> If you had like real severe case, yeah, I mean of um of keloids or like eczema, but I feel like in general eczema is more manageable. Depending on like, I guess if you go to a dermatologist, yeah, they know the exact like because there's different types of eczema, mm -hmm. and so that's where it becomes a little problematic because it's like there's different ointments, there's the white one, there's the clear one, like which one is best for you? Yeah. But I think what it it's like mainly what it is is that like I guess is like you have to resist the urge to scratch at a yeah. certain point. And it's like you can't if something bit you, like you have to scratch it. Like what else are you supposed to do with it? But um the eczema is more manageable, mm -hmm. than, I feel like. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. that can be kind of it's been clear at points like yeah. places that where I did have it, you probably wouldn't even know I had it there to be yeah, with. Okay, yeah. Um but the keloids, yeah. Forget that one. Yeah. I mean, with your case, since it was more manageable, mm -hmm. and since your your body wasn't overthrown by keloids, yeah. I just felt like it was fine, and it didn't really affect me because even though you think it was noticeable, even though when you're like naked, when you get naked, <laughs> yeah, of course I see it, but it's not as severe. Mm -hmm. So I guess. In my mind, I have like a, maybe a limit. Maybe if it like covered your whole stomach, okay. Mm -hmm. That would have been a different story. And I would have to like get used to that. Yeah. But, um, but because it's like almost like little blemishes across your body, I feel like that just adds to your, your uniqueness in a way. That's so sweet. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have been at this point. I mean, if I were, cause I mean, I'm still not 100% comfortable with them. I probably, like my family probably knows I have it, but yeah. to a certain extent, not most people. I mean, I don't, I've never been, I've never had to explain my keloids and I've been like, someone's been, you know, criticizing me about them. Mm -hmm. Like people have, like people I've been in relationships with have touched them. Like they've mm -hmm. correct, it's like correct, like there's nothing there to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Um, but like, I guess for like the eczema, it's like a, you know, it's like, like, kind of like beware mm. because it's, you know, it's not the most attractive. Like it can get very dry. It can get very scaly. It can yeah. look, you know, very unskin like basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm just glad that, you know, you were accepting of <laughs> my situations, you know, no, cause we wouldn't have been, we wouldn't have been where we are right now if we weren't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've do things that I've seen this is like best case scenario yeah in terms of like what you're dealing with and how severe it is so I feel like if I can't handle this like that <laughs> what's the point of me actually dating in the first place yeah I feel so, that way okay that was nice uh so next question my turn uh did you think you could have had a successful relationship at the time? When we first started dating, mm -hmm. definitely not. Um, I don't know. I've never 
really dated anybody before the age of 18. Okay. And so, especially in high school, I didn't date anybody. And so I didn't feel like I had the necessary skill set to be um, to not be because I was a really sensitive guy and I still during high school I was still trying to find a way to like blend that in with my personality or just find an equilibrium basically because I've heard from a lot of dudes you already can't be overly sensitive with women and that's unattractive so I was just like I think it's time for me to like be introspective and so with my limited experience of dating people and what I've heard from those past relationships like I still had gripes with my sensitivity and I felt like at this point if my sensitivity didn't waver at all maybe it's just a part of who I am and so if a lot of the women I'm going to date don't really like how emotional I can be, then I'd rather just be single. And so it was during college where that idea really came into mind. Like I was really prepared to just be like a single guy the rest of my life. And coming to terms with that, coming to terms with that, like it wasn't that bad of a thought. Like single people aren't like outcasted and yeah. they just you know most of the money goes to them so they can save a lot of money <laughs> like, yep, lot and of they don't have to rely on anybody to, like make moves like if you want a vacation you can just go on vacation and like I had really good friends too so I was just like prepared to be that like cool single guy that's like you know me potentially be wise you know that wise old man <laughs> just like you know life doesn't have to be about um, just finding a partner it could also be about finding yourself yeah. and who you are mm -hmm. as a person and I was willing and able to start down that path so when it came to us dating I was just like wow okay I was just prepared for it to be like the past relationships we're gonna date. You're gonna find out that I'm like an emotional guy, and then you're gonna want to break up with me. Mm -hmm. So, in my mind, I was prepared because <laughs> I even told you about it, and you got offended. I was like, "What was that? What we saying?" You were like, "I'm, I'm, I'm." I prepared I'm, for you to, or I'm thinking, or like. The thought, the thought has come up. Yeah, the thought of you breaking up with me has come up. Mm -hmm. And I was just shocked to you being offended by that. Because for me, I saw it as like a self-defense mechanism. Yeah. I didn't want to get attached. And then when I'm finally comfortable with you, you come and slap me with like, <laughs> yeah, this ain't going to work. And then I got to fucking, you're not going to be there with me when you break up with me when I got to heal from that and fucking get out of my depression and then that cycle was terrible you know mm -hmm. and for me I was just you know prepared for the worst especially since like the first six months of our relationship was rough it was rough already. there was a lot of um, adjustments we had to make on both sides yeah and uh, it was pretty difficult but 
you were literally the anchor of the relationship. You were like, we're going to keep working at it. And I, that, no one has ever told me we're going to keep working at it. Mm -hmm. People just gave up, you know. And not saying that that was a problem. Like, it's fine to give up if you don't, yeah, if you're right. not mm -hmm. into the relationship anymore. Yeah. Rather not be bringing you know, people down in your misery. You know, relationships can get real toxic really fast mm -hmm. if it feels like it's becoming forced to be together. Yeah. And definitely. so, um, I was prepared for the worst, and then you came in and was like, "Nah, we're gonna we're gonna work through it." Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really with that? Yeah. Then you <laughs> But you see, and then when you told me that, and you was like, yeah, now you don't, that you don't understand why I was like offended. It was like, because yeah, I, I, just, I was bringing my all into that relationship. Mind you, I hadn't been in a real relationship in a long, I hadn't been in a real relationship in college. Mm -hmm. So like for me to be making this move, mind you, remember you were, I told, I explained to you that like you weren't a guy that I usually like allow yeah. to date. Yeah. And so. That's why I was offended. I'm like, how could he be thinking about or be prepared for this downfall? And we're we're still here. Like, I'm still here all in it trying to make it work. I was just totally confused. I was like, damn. I'm like, every time I, like, give myself, it's just, what what, what can I do about that? And mm -hmm. literally, I think a big part of that was, like, me trying to, like, change your mind and let you know that I was, like, here. Like, I'm not going anywhere. And I still tell you the same thing. Yeah. I'm not, like, I'm not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. So you might as well just... Just get over I just didn't believe that. Cause yeah, you didn't. It's like, this, this girl is talking some nonsense. Is, <laughs> I, I just didn't think someone would be that passionate about a relationship that was, that was barely working at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, where is this motivation coming from? Like, yeah. I don't know if it's something you saw in me or like, I, don't, I just didn't know where you got that enthusiasm from and I just felt like maybe you weren't being truthful to yourself or maybe you just saw something I didn't see at the time and so yeah it was just really difficult to to like believe in your words because of my past relationships yeah and um I just needed to know what what made you held on? Oh, you want to know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what made you hold on? Well, what was it during that time? I think a lot of it was... Well, I think in general, I'm just a person who just believes people just have... Like, I see potential in people. Mm -hmm. Like, they, you know how they say, like, you're, you're like, you achieve something, and it's like, people say, like, once you've achieved it, like, that's it. No, like, there's just so much more after that that you can possibly do. Yeah. And I think... For me, it was, I don't know, we had a very, we, mind you, we had a very good kind of like solid friendship before that. So like, yeah. I felt like that was a huge part of it. And I was like, it's like, he's mainly like the things that you had, the things that we spoke about, like I even, I feel like there was a lot of changes in me in regards to like, just the conversations we had or mm -hmm. just the interactions we had and like. I was like, and then for a part of it, I was like, if you didn't feel that way, like, you wouldn't be coming over to my house most of the time <laughs> to, like, chill and to watch movies or, or bringing me treat, like, little snacks, like Kit Kats and bags and stuff like that. Like, you wouldn't, I was like, 
I was like, I think, like, he wants this. I was like, and I think he knows he wants it, but his past is, like, making him not want to engage any further because it's, like, a fear that, like, I'm just going to leave him out in the dirt. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I need, for me it was, I want him. I know he wants me, so I need to just, you know, make him see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it my turn? Yeah, I care about you deeply. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it's your turn. So, continuing the conversation about like your personal image and your body. Yeah. Has shaving your body been a personal choice or a demand from other men in your life that you feel like you need to shave in order to be, you know, acceptable? Uh, it's interesting. I don't, okay, so I'll say, I feel like, like I started shaving, I guess, in middle school. And I think then it was a personal choice, mm-hmm. right? It was, like, it just made me feel clean. Yeah. Like, silky, smooth body, like, no hair. <laughs> like, it was, it was just everything to me, right? It mm-hmm. was just everything. And it was like, it's also the simple fact that, like, even in... Like, there's certain clothes you can't wear. Like, no one wants hair. I mean, I don't want my hair, like, sticking out at the bottom of my leg while I'm having on, like, a pair of skinny jeans and, you know, Mm -hmm. they're a little high. Um, And so, yeah, it was only, that was me. And, like, no one sat there and was like, yeah, um, Janice, you should buy these products and use this um, shaving cream and, you know, do this to shave off the hair. Like, no one, I just found out on my own what I wanted to use. So, like, not my mother, like, not... My sister, not anyone really told me what it meant to do those things. I yeah. just kind of like just did it. Okay. Um, so at that time, yeah, it was, I would say when I initially started, it was a personal choice. And I don't know, once I started like getting into relationships and, you know, started being kind of like sexual and interactive, I think that it wasn't a demand, but I saw that it was something that was very favorable. Like it was <laughs> like, it was very preferential. It was yeah. like, oh yeah, like. You see it it's, and all of these other things that people have said um and i think for me it wasn't a direct demand like you should shave like yeah. no one outright came to me and was like you need to shave right now like mm-hmm. it was more so like oh you like this okay so i'll just keep doing this but um <laughs> <laughs> right and so it's like um no one like demanded it of me um and it it kind of took me a while to even get to a point where me having just leaving my hair like just to let it grow i mean because that's just gonna happen um it took me a while to get to a point where i could do that and just you know still be open and show my body in front of people and just you know do whatever like to leave it alone like what is it i think this past summer was the first time i've ever gone out with my legs that have hair on it like that was i'm you would never catch me outside before that doing that Mm -hmm. um but i think what it came from was the personal choice and then the emphasis of like it was like every encounter kind of emphasized like yeah like this looks nice like this is good like this is what i like and you should keep it like it just that that was what i was hearing in my head um so i just kept shaving and shaving and shaving and now it's just <laughs> i'll do it when i feel like it um and i mean you've never had a i don't think you've ever no. had a real problem with it so i don't think i think that's probably why it, it, i mean like for me people have always said that i'm hairless you there's no hair on <laughs> your arms and like people never believe that i don't i don't shave my arms or legs ridiculous and like, so where did those jeans come from i don't know I've, i think i've gotten most of my mother's jeans 
And I think my dad is pretty hairless too. Like he doesn't, he's not that hairy. He never grew a beard. And so, um, I just never, those thoughts never came to my mind. Like, oh, she has to shave. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie and say it doesn't feel nice. Like smooth skin just feels nice in general. Mm -hmm. But I'm not ever going to force you to shave if it's not affecting your health. Because, yes, hair does trap bacteria, mm -hmm. especially in the pubic area. And I do my best to like trim down there when it gets too bushy. But if the hair is not affecting your way of life and your health, then yeah. I have never found a problem with it. Yeah, I just <laughs> accepted your body to be your body. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's never really been in my head as a thing that you had to do. Mm -hmm. But I was just wondering if anybody's ever told you, like, you gotta shave because that's not attractive. Yeah, no one, and that's the crazy part. Like, no one has, I don't really, I don't remember or recall anyone directly saying it. I mean, my, I feel like one thing, like, my, I guess around my family sometimes, they'll be like, if they see my legs, they'll be like, damn, Jameez, what's going on there? Like, that, reactions like that give me, like, you know, like, damn, maybe I do need to go. <laughs> if they looking at it like this, then whoever is outside of my family looking at this is probably gonna be like, she going through something like there's something going on like you know what i mean but no one has really because and you know what it is is for the most part that no one has really seen me in that natural state mm -hmm. right so that's also a good like that's also one thing it's like mm -hmm. i and i came to a point where i was like i just don't like hair on my body like mm -hmm. my arms the underarm the, any area of my like if i can get the hair off it's coming off yeah so i think it's just no one has ever been able to make a comment on it unless yeah. it's my family because yeah. I mean I'm walking in my house like you're gonna see it like there's no I don't know under armpit hair I feel like people get like people just leave it and sometimes it looks like head hair under your hair but like for me as long as like the hair looks you know manageable, manageable. it's not too bushy yeah like a good trim is always nobody's said no to that to a good trim yeah like what if, if i just want to leave it though and it gets that bushy it's but what am i supposed to caveman was out here just letting it break. that's caveman oh so since now we have tools it's okay like we need to do something about it they didn't care so what if we don't care i guess that's it too but I don't want to like hug you and then I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> you feeling long hair? I'm feeling long hair. <laughs> a year of growth? A year of natural growth? <laughs> I was like, whoa. That makes sense though. Yeah. But I think if I think if people had criticized me for it at that time, then I probably would have had something to say about it. But no one really sat there and was like, yeah. "You need to shave." I mean, I feel like it goes with men too. With men compared, like. Would you be attracted to men that have like raggedy, uneven beards, or like somebody that's like well not cut? Not raggedy, like well cut know, and trimmed and nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't we say exactly? But yeah. when we say that to women, to just groom yourself, not like shave everything off, but even I feel like if a dude told a woman, oh, she got to trim a little bit, maybe that might come off the wrong way as well. Yeah, but you know what? And you know, I I was thinking about this. It's like I feel like there's a 
well, one, there might just be a certain way you say something to someone, yeah. right? Because some people don't take a lot of things like, oh, okay, they're just like, that's, that sounds like a, it could sound like some indirect thing, like what he's trying to say. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you, if you express it in a like nice constructive sentence where it's like, you know, babe, like, you know, I, I adore, like you always say something nice and then put the other thing right behind it, you know, mm -hmm. to try to make, you don't want to come out and say, yeah, you, um, babe, you need to shave. It's scratchy. I can't go down there and like eat you out because you know what I mean? It's like you, you have to be nice about what you say because you're taking like some people have very hard feelings mm -hmm. and getting negative criticism about something. Yeah, that's just going to bring them back more like they're not going to want to do anything with you after that. They're probably just going to shave just for your well-being, but they're not going to enjoy shaving because they want to shave. Mm. But I feel like and then the second part of it is just well, I mean, they're it just you just probably won't take it too well. Mm. It's just. <laughs> I mean, well, the, rela the relationship you have with someone, you also yeah. have to take that into account as well. Yeah. Like, my friends, I feel like if, uh, if my sister, like, I'll just tell her probably straight up because she got a hard heart. Like, I would just tell her how she feeling, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if you know that person is very susceptible to like crying or like getting emotional or just getting into that point, like you would, cause you would consider saying it much nicer in a yeah. more gentler way, like not to kind of take them aback. Mm -hmm. I don't mind, you know, you know, I'm not, I don't care. I love honesty. I mean, I rather you just tell me straight up than to be sitting there beating around the bush. <laughs> but there's not people, not everyone is like that. So you just got to ask them how they take feedback or like how they want to be told something. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's the best way to go about it. Because okay. I feel like people tell a lot of their preferences. They will, if you ask them, I mean, you've spoken, hopefully you were friends before that to know, or like you went through like a talking phase to yeah. get to that point. But like people share a lot of their preferences, indirectly and indirectly, mm -hmm. like just by the way they just move. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, thinking about that and looking into that and trying to figure out what they trying to aim at, then you'll know. True. But if you were like, Jam, I think you need to take, like, just do a little trim. I'd probably be like, why? What's wrong with it? Because <laughs> you know me. I'm just going to ask you what's going on. Why is it a big deal? <laughs> like, I think it would just look nice. You know, I think it would just be good for you. You know, like, give me a, a justifiable reason that's also, it's beneficial to you, but it's also beneficial to me. Like, mm -hmm. don't think so one-sided about it. Like, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Don't go like, oh, this is just for my benefit. Like, okay, so what that got to do with me? <laughs> that's just simply, I, that's just how I am. Like, you know, it's like there's a, a mutual that's a mutual beneficial relationship right yeah. there you know okay a nice compromise i guess yeah yeah thanks mom. yeah you want your next question um yeah go ahead you ready ready mm -hmm. oh okay have you had any reservations about your body <laughs> i mean with my weight like i have man boobs and i love them <laughs> Sorry, <no>. yeah. <laughs> I'm not. For me, it's like, why well, I gotta get? Because there's fat dudes with no man boobs. Like, why I have to get man boobs, bro? And like, what makes them worse is like they, they're pretty like sensitive. Like, if they get, if they're out in the open, I feel like I just feel them on my body. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if I didn't have a sensitive chest, 
that would be like I would be okay with that. But it doesn't stop me. Like in the house, I can like take off my shirt and then walk around like that because it's more comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like when it gets cold, I need something to cover them to keep them warm. <laughs> Which sounds so weird, but like it's true. It's real. But I can't go out in public and have these flopping around. Like I can't have my boobs booping. So like if we go to a beach, I'll have like a shirt on. Cause I'm, I'm yeah. That, yeah. And especially with like my tummy as well. And um Which I also love. So yeah, I'm just real self conscious about my front torso. And so but with in a relationship I just felt like my penis size was the main thing. Cause I know I'm not packing. And, like, I know it's hard to believe because I'm black. And <laughs> apparently, what all, they black, say about black people? all black dudes have, like, you know, big socks, big no. big underwear, mm. baggy jeans. The bigger the feet, the bigger the... Yeah, oh, okay. bigger the feet, yeah. No, okay. And I didn't fit that stereotype. And mm. I was like... And, like, that stereotype, people were like, oh, you watch too much porn. You... Or become more self-conscious about that, but like I've, it was even in since middle school, dudes were like talking about penis sizes, and I'm like I've always been self-conscious with that. I feel more comfortable watching porn because I know I'm by myself, handling <laughs> my Peter Weeder, and like handling oh my, my Peter Weeder, and like it's nobody's around to like look at me, so I feel like. Porn is a way for dudes who, you know, are not fortunate enough to experience a woman's body or if they're gay or, you know, non-gender conforming. They won't, they're not either fortunate enough to experience another person's body and have that person touch their body. And so I feel like porn allows people to escape in a way. Or like, you know, find a way to get their rocks off and continue living their life. And like, because it is, it is difficult out here. And so, yeah, my penis size was like, really, so even to this day, I mean, I've gotten more used to it. We even joke about it now. You even, <laughs> shrimp, 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 shrimp. But that's you. You start thinking, <laughs> you start talking a different language. <laughs> Because you said it first. If you didn't say it first, I probably wouldn't have been like a condoner or an agreeer. I probably been like, you know what? He really is a little bit, you know, conscious about this. So maybe I should. But you like, see how comfortable I am. But you're very comfortable with it. Like you, you don't. The way you talk about it is like you don't care who is calling you that. Like you'd be like, you got the shrimp, okay? And like that, that would be you, and I'd be like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> Like what else you got? What else you, what else you gotta say? What else I got a job. I'm making money. Even even when even when I say it now, you'd be like, "That's all you gotta say. That's all you gotta say to me." And I'd be like, "I'll be linear with it. I ask us." And then <laughs> but if you, but since you already know that yourself, like I just be like, "Okay, so you don't really care about it." Like, yeah. You, I mean, you don't see me going around talk about. I don't be like, "Oh, snakeskin." Like, nah. Watch your mouth when you talk to me about exactly. my eczema. <laughs> Watch how you talk to me about my eczema and my keloids, okay? Mm-hmm. 
But um, you could like you say it first. Like it's like you accept it before. Like you just accept it. Yeah. Like that's just something that's. And then I was just wondering, like, with your body, like, has anyone ever, for you to get to that point? I mean, you probably, you may or may not have had man boobs, you know, when you were in middle school or like high school yeah. and stuff. But like, no, I was struggling so, most of my life. Yeah. But did people like, for you to get to a point where you didn't like adore, or I would say your body, or like, it was mainly about did people my really? Family. Yeah. Yeah. It always starts with your family members. I think that's true. Like, yeah. Especially with your parents. My mom annoyed me with it. And so, like, my dad was more forgiving. Mm-hmm. But my mom always had, like, a comment to say. And, like, she, <laughs> to this day, she wonders, oh, why you? Why you don't really talk to me? Because you don't make me feel comfortable. Like, you, you've been roasting me all my life. And I had to, like, find a way to cope with that. Yeah. And so. Like, I think it was me finding a way to, like, redefine what it means to have a shrimp, you know? Like... What does it mean? It just means, like, owning your body. Like, just being proud of what you have. Because Red Lobster doesn't sell unlimited shrimp for no reason, you know? There's a reason why they sell it. Why they sell it? To support us. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I'll let you have it. And so, like, if you find a way to joke about your insecurity, I feel like indirectly you become more com- more comfortable with it. Yeah. And then when you find a way to joke around with it, it helps you be more relatable to people who are experiencing the same thing. And that's why I like I'm a large supporter, and I feel like I'm one of the leaders of Shrimp Gang, like Shrimp Nation. No, you really, you really be writing it all over. Yeah, I hashtag it. Yeah, I'm out in public. What about me? Because there'd be be Facebook posts that'd be like, "Yo, I can't." There was a girl I forgot. She was like, yo, any anything under six point five seven three five inches is a shrimp, and I'm like, well, you can't even six inches of shrimp now. You can't win with these people. No. <laughs> you said I'm gonna do something like that. But you know what? I also think a big part of it is is that like being more educated about stuff. Like mm-hmm. you know, because you're a, a grower, right? And. <laughs> I've never dealt with a grower. <laughs> so I was like, what? She I'm says, like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> Don't tell that out to the public. A dead baby bird. <laughs> but, it was, but the thing is, is that it's like, you also, we all, we get so accustomed to like, thinking that these people be having things hanging down the side of their leg yeah. that we forget that there's, there's stuff that can be in, 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 in its natural state and yeah. in its like, it's been basically not altered, but like mm-hmm. it's being triggered yeah. in a triggering state. And it's like, you have to think about that. So mm-hmm. I think that's what probably made it like, Oh, okay. So it's fine. But like you are, you're shrimp gang naturally, but like not what is probably. <laughs> don't, don't be telling that, don't be well, telling that to people. Okay? <laughs> you better be honest. Another <laughs> thing was like, because you've dealt with dudes that have bigger penises. But I feel, so like, yeah, okay. Well, well, no, I was going to say, for the most part. Yeah, and yeah. so, 
Because I've heard women who are like, oh, I've dealt with bigger penises in my life. Mm -hmm. I don't see myself being satisfied with like a smaller penis. And so with you, I don't know if, I guess the case is different with you. Like, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, because you know what it is for I, I, for me, it's not like I'm looking to date someone because of what you have. Because if you think about it, initially when you start talking to someone, you don't know what they have, mm -hmm. right? Like you could be I dating. Know be praying, though. Yeah, you be, <laughs> you might help a little. You just all I wanted was to make sure that I was satisfied. So like, mm -hmm. if I could be satisfied, then okay, like because. You can be satisfied from something that's, what, like, smaller or, like... It depends on what people are doing at mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's, like, a big part of it. That you just have to realize what level... Or, like, what the person... Because remember, in the beginning, like, we were just trying to figure out, like, just how to make it. Just how we could both enjoy each other, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like just being true, like, you know, just figuring that part out. And I think that... A lot of people don't get to that point of like talking about it or like asking like, oh, how was it? Or like, you know, those specific conversations. They just get to, especially girls, like if you don't have no good dick, they'd be like, man, that shit was whack. Like they go and tell their friends. They'd be like, his dick was trash and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like in that case, you didn't even have a conversation with him. He was just like, no, nah, I don't want that. And if it's like that, then it can go by. Yeah. But like, it's also about motion. Like you can't just be pounding people all your life. Yeah. Like you have to make it work. You got to try different sex positions. Mm -hmm. You have to do all of these things to make sure that, and that's only if you really want to. Yeah. Right. So if you only really want to, but like that, and that's for me, like, I'm just, it's not like I was out here like, yeah, let me get something that's just... <laughs> I want to see it when I'm walking in the street. No. Because I feel like you brought up a good point. Especially with women that are, like, messing with dudes for, like, maybe under three months or four months. Yeah. That dude, if his penis was trashed the first time, he's probably used to messing with women one type of way. Yeah. And not really exploring your the way your vagina works. Exactly. And like, how do you say his dick was trash? If you you was you probably wasn't leading him. You probably didn't tell him what turned you on. You know what can make the dick better in the first place. Yep. And then you're you're saying that his dick was trash based off your one or maybe two maybe three experiences. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult because I feel like there's guys out there who. Want to put in the work, yeah, and then it could be, you know, the first impression. Okay, that dick was trash. She tells her, her homegirls. Her homegirls tell her not to mess with that. Yeah, that's man. exactly where it leads and to. And it's just like, yeah, that that's it for that dude. Mm-hmm. Because I think a part of it is like a lot of people are like, like, girl, you got somebody who ain't giving you good. Like, it's just the like the satisfaction of mm -hmm. it. Like people fantasize about talking about, or like they they really adore talking about dick at the dinner table like i don't or or at the at, even if you taking shots at the like it's just going out like it's always a i feel like it's, sex is always a conversation mm -hmm. or like relationships in general and then your girls like feed you this stuff and you're like oh okay i'll yeah. just i'll just take it but yeah yeah i don't i don't don't be out here no you can say shrimp gang if you want but. shrimp gang okay yeah we'll that's for all my shrimp holders out there yeah if she don't want you, just <laughs> just kick her to the curb. She's not worth it. Oh, my God. Okay, next question is, have you ever been criticized about your weight in your past relationships? Uh, yeah, I have. I mean, I'm not. 
let's just put it out there. I'm not what they would consider. Like you know, I use the yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah, so people were probably like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I just want to put that out there. Like, I'm not. It's but, but I am bigger than what I used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, so like in, I feel like in, by like middle school, like I was skinny. Like I mean, pants probably wouldn't fit. My, I was slamming my waist and my stomach. Like I was cinched. Okay, like you couldn't tell me nothing. Like mm -hmm. big boobs, no mm -hmm. booty, which was fine. Mm -hmm. It was ah. a little, a little bubble butt, but. <laughs> You know, but I think for me, like, I was okay with that, which is why, like, I got the piercings, and I was like, yeah, this is nice, this is how it's going. But I think in a little after, like, middle school, like, maybe seventh, eighth grade, like, it literally started, my stomach started to really poke out. And I was like, mm -hmm. where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. I mean, I had been eating the same stuff all my life. And, you know, it was, I think from then on, it got, like, harder. Like, it was like, I started to realize, like, in high school, like, um, well, for one, my father used to be, like, like, where's the meat on your bones? And, you know, Jamaican man, Caribbean. He's like, where's the meat on my bones? But, like, I don't know where it is. Like, I'm, it's, this just happens. Like, I probably just have someone else's genes. Or, like, maybe I'll blow up or in a, in a couple years or so. Yeah. So, I think for, like, with him, it was mainly that one thing. I don't think my mother never said anything. She always told me, she was like, oh, you'll get more, like, hips and stuff when you get, when you have a baby. And I'm like, okay, so I got to wait until I'm pregnant to, to get some weight on my bones? Cool, no problem. But um, it was in high school with, um, you know, who I was in a relationship with at that time, like the like fat on my arms, like, and you know, I was eating bacon, egg and cheeses every morning. Like that was the thing, like corner stores right there. Why not eat them? Right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to fill my stomach before I have to go into this darn building. Good yeah. What else are you going to get? <laughs> I mean, that was just the classic. Um, and so he used to make fun of my arms and be like. Oh, you need to get that like you need to work out and fix that or something like it would always be it wouldn't it would never be like let's work out together like you yeah. know what i mean it would just be like you need to get that like the, the fat on you that and then it would be like well that's because you eat all them fucking bacon and cheeses like it would be like an insult like it wouldn't even come out like it was something nice to hear like and i'd be like oh okay um all right and then it, then it was the same thing with like my stomach it was like yeah that's all of this all of these on the sides your rolls and stuff it would just be always an insult like would never fail and i think that's where like and also my sister she calls me a damn linebacker what the hell am i like i don't play football <laughs> it's like yeah really broad like arms like you would, you would play football like what is i don't even know what so like it's those little things that were like all right like, i don't like my arm fat and like the more i look at it i'm like okay it's not that cool like i don't mind my thighs being thick i don't mind you know um my booty getting bigger, but where the fat ends up going on the upper body, it just needs to stop. Um, but that that's literally how it, it just felt very, like, it's very, I'm very subconscious about it. Like, even the shirts that I wear, like, I'm like, yeah, you ain't putting that one on. It's, yeah. Like, your arm can't even get up. It'd be like, you wear a medium, but, like, your arm is just not yeah. getting in there. So you just need to just stop at that point. Mm -hmm. But, um, I don't know, I feel like you've never... You've yeah. never made. You've never really said anything about it. I don't. I don't think you've ever said anything about it. You. You've always been saying, "Yeah, I just. You're like, I love this. The I mean, your body. Like, I just. Because you was like, yeah, when you were skinny, it was just. Eh. You had, <laughs> but you see, you had a preference for like meat on the body. Yeah. And then there's people that have preference for skinnier people, and yeah. it's like these people make you think twice about 
whether you want to eat a cupcake or you mm -hmm. want to eat a bacon egg and cheese or you want to eat this like yeah. they make you start thinking about these things mm -hmm. but you see me I, i'll eat all the cupcakes in the world i'll be yeah. cooking and i'll be feeding you you do and look where it's going i'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not mad i mean for me i don't know i just hmm. I don't think I've ever body shamed, like really, there's women that are really skinny, like super skinny. Yeah. And um, that's not what I prefer. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it's just most of the women of my life have been bigger. Mm -hmm. So I guess I don't know if it's like the... My subconscious that made me prefer that type of woman. Yeah. Maybe it's like what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just allow you to eat what you want to eat at any given time. Not that you gorge yourself or not that I'll allow you to gorge yourself. But it's whatever, you know, eating just makes you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I just... I'm used to bigger women in my life. Yeah. Not to say that if you were skinny, um, that would be a problem as well. I mean, I was pretty skinny. I was pretty much back at yeah. Cause I was at a, I think a little after before mm -hmm. that I was having like a pretty bad going into like a somewhat depressive kind mm -hmm. of state, and I was losing weight because I wasn't like eating yeah. as much. Yeah. I mean, I, this this pros for each type of body type. Yeah. But I just prefer women who have you know just seem to be more fuller. Yeah. And, I don't know, I just, I don't think I have to apologize about that. Like, no, no. Women yeah. can say they want taller men all the time. Yeah. Anybody under six feet is 5'3". Like, yeah. Y'all can disrespect us, but as soon as I say, I prefer bigger women. Yeah. Or, you know, chubbier women. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, I mean, I don't find anything wrong with that. I yeah. feel like we all have our, like, preferences of what mm -hmm. we want based on probably the interactions we've had or like because yeah. I mean if you grow up around I feel like if you or it's like who you interact with like if you've been around a lot of like skinny people mm -hmm. and that's all you've been encountered with or you've had you know you've had relationships with I feel like your brain is just more accustomed to looking at them or if you've been around skinny people and you hear them fat shaming mm -hmm. or you hear them body shaming people like you're mm -hmm. you're gonna that's if you don't have it on your own, like, you know, intention to say, like, no, that's not what I'm going to do. Like, I still find that attractive. Mm -hmm. Then you're just going to be more prone to just wanting skinny people. It's just, I mean, I feel like whoever you've been around, mm -hmm. I feel like that is what you'll just want in your life at some point. Yeah. Yeah. It's like even just the type of people you date, just in general. Okay. But I've never, I hope I've never, like, made you feel like, you need to f be bigger in order to be appreciated. No, I think the only thing was the butt. <laughs> That's the only thing you come at me for. I came at you because you didn't come at me, but like I think because you like asses, okay? So yeah, I like asses. You like asses, and, and I thought I think you internalized that. I probably did. I yeah. internalized it a lot, so I'm like clearly like my booty ain't big, so it's just not like I mean it's growing, but it's not big. So I just be like, yeah, okay. Like, you like ads, but, um... I have a smaller penis than what you're used to. I had to deal with that. Yeah, but... I didn't blame it on you. That's just the way your life has been. My You've booty, been blessed. I'm not going to be mad. My booty will get bigger, so I'm not worried. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. It's going to grow. 
Okay. You've been touching it. It's gonna grow when it feels like it. You saying okay, like you don't know. <laughs> okay. It's your turn. So I'm gonna say okay. <laughs> follow your path. Okay. And leading into that, <laughs> how does it feel to have your partner make more than you? That's the most depressing thing <laughs> in my life. <laughs> yeah. <Y'all. laughs> All right, I'll let you go. <laughs> the most depressing shit is. All right, keep going. I mean, like. It's mainly because of the fact that she's making more than me. Not that because I'm a guy, I have to be making more than mm-hmm. you. I do feel guilty in the sense of like we split the rent. Yeah. And I'm gonna get trash for this, but I created something. Trash. You no, 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 like I'm, I'm I created. Something called equity, you know, yes. equity payments. Mm-hmm. And so, my idea was that since she makes, are you okay with like another? Yeah, don't, don't, I don't okay. really care about. Since you make like sixty thousand, we need to start telling people how much we make. Yo, there's some people I don't because know. they're shitting on us. Okay, <laughs> all right, let it be known. So she makes sixty-three, no, sixty. Yeah, I make sixty. I during my first year working at my IT company, I was making forty-three. That's because I'm like green, you know, I freshly started. Mm-hmm. I had work experience, but not in that sense of like a hard IT experience. Yeah. So I was making 43. I recently got a raise up to 47, but it's still under 60. We can still party. And so it was difficult in the sense that I felt like I was cheating her. And so because I brought up the idea of you like equity right mm. and you was not you was like if we split in something it's 50 50. yeah that's a hard so my equity idea was we add up our salaries together and then we divide each other's salary to the total so you get a percentage so technically i'm around what 45 percent of our total salary and you're around 55 percent yeah. And so that probability would reflect on all the bills we pay, right? So that way I'm paying how much I can afford at the same time save up money. So if anything goes wrong, we still have backup money. Yeah. Right? And so at first she was like, I'm mad. (laughs) Why are you talking like that? If we split in something, it's 50-50. Yeah. And... Yeah. I did not disagree with you. I yeah. was like, yes. You didn't disagree with You're me. You're right. But you still wanted that equity. You The equity payment would allow me... It's not like I was being greedy with my own money. Yeah. But it would allow me to put my money in other places. You know, save up for vacation, save up for dinner dates. Because I've been paying the dinner dates. We even make bets. Because you've been losing bets. I've been losing bets. <laughs> you you, you got to get better. And <laughs> I had to pay countless of these. Yep. Not asking her any money. Not even the tip. Nope. And so, I can pay my side of the money, right? But the equity was to allow me to have money to do stuff like that for you. That's on the other side besides just bill paying. And the equity was going to go both ways. Say, for instance, I got lucky enough to make 80 and she was still at 60, God forbid. 
I would be paying more of the bills to compensate for her making less because we're not making equal. And equity also means if we're making the same amount, hopefully 65-65, we go down 50-50. But she was not receiving that. I wasn't well. receiving it well. Yeah. You, but you want to know why? It was because, for me, I had always, like, I, like, I don't know. And I feel like this is, like, work hard. Like, I went through too much shit in my past life. And, you know, just as a growing up, that I was just like, hell no. Who do you think he is? Do you want to pay? you want to pay lower rent than what I'm paying? And it was like, I'm, I was always a very, like, Forget the I was like equality. Like mm-hmm. that was that was where my brain was at first. Mm-hmm. And then so when you first hit that, you was like, I just wanna to talk to you about something. I'm like, what the hell do you wanna speak about now? I'm like always talking. <laughs> yeah. So but when you first brought it to me, I was like I was like, nah, that don't make no sense. I said, mm-hmm. So what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Like, where's my money going, right? Um and like I just it was I was just stuck on it like my brain couldn't and you brought it up a few more times you would just because you was like what don't you because she has it he was like what don't you get like what weren't you under like what are you I was not trying to explain to yeah, me yeah he was explaining it and I was just like because maybe when you first initially told it to me my brain was just like fifty fifty like I don't want to know what you what numbers and percentages you coming up with over there and so I think that was the big part of it but like I mean be honest with you and say i mean it hasn't it hasn't made a huge difference to be honest like i'm still saving quite enough of money one i'm not paying as much as i was when i was living by myself Mm. um yeah like i'm pretty like my finances are in a pretty good state even with us being in an equity-based kind of you know well, you want to fuck the equity-based relationship, I guess. Equity-based or, or just like financial just equity relationship. Yeah, like the equity. Yeah, that's basically like mm-hmm. there's. I have not had any drawbacks mm-hmm. to it. Like I've been pretty, pretty well off. Like as long as I'm not, you know, spending lavishly, like yeah. I'm pretty good. And yeah, on my side, I've been able to, you know, save up some money, buy gifts for her, you know, show my appreciation in other ways because I was able to save an equitable amount of money yeah. compared to if I was paying something like fully 50%. Yeah, which I'm almost there. I even adjusted the percentage a little bit. Oh, you did? So you, you remember you was like, oh, wait, that's too... Because 45% of the rent was going to be below 1000 Yeah, and I was like, yeah, that's too little. That's too little. So I yeah, was like, I was you know like, what? I'll increase it. You know? So you did increase Yeah, 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 you did increase it. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just... Even though it's, still, it's not complete 50-50. Like you're still doing... I did increase my contribution mm-hmm. to, you know, better make her feel comfortable about the situation. Yeah. So it's not like I was hardball, but, you know, it was a situation where, you know, I just wanted to see what you would say. And I was I was willing and able to pay <laughs> directly 50-50, but I, know, I just knew it was going to be harder. On my wallet because literally yeah like to just do anything yeah exactly because that would have been my whole check for two weeks yeah yeah and then i think that's when it would have just become toxic yeah because like people aren't happy when they can't spend money that they want yeah i can't i can't really splurge like that yeah and so with that equity-based financial relationship and like I implore you guys to try it out, not to force your partner, but to bring. That's like an idea. Yeah, yeah. like as like, an idea, like if you're making less than your partner, 
and you want to save some money, mm-hmm. see what your partner says. You know, I mean, it might initially come out saying but <laughs> it might sound crazy at first. But at this point, you just gotta explain it very well. If your partner, you know, truly cares about you and truly wants to see you do better, yeah. you know, explain the situation. Yeah, and that you want to save more money. This idea may sound crazy to some of you, but I feel like this is the true testament of how strong our bond is. Yeah. If we're able to talk about money and then, you know, not have it affect our relationship. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Because I think, because we, we were like, we were planning, we were going on a lot of dates. Like, yeah. well, I mean, before COVID, you yeah. know, like we were going on a lot of dates, like movies, mm-hmm. eating, like it was just a whole lot of stuff. And I think that if we had done 50-50 now, I mean, there's COVID now, so we're not really doing much. But I think if we were, you wouldn't be paying for any dates. Yeah. Like, or uh, you would probably see it in my face. I would be like, 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 I can't, like, Jim, I can't. Or you'd be asking me, like, can you just cover like the tip? Can you go half Like, it would be something that's like geared. And I know that's not sexy for the most of you guys. Like, imagine me just be like, can you cover the tip? Can you cover the tip? Yeah, stuff like that. But I mean, after a while, like, I don't. I guess it's also how you think about where your relationship is going. Like, I don't mind because. I know I'm getting married to this man, so I don't I don't mind. Like this is this is a journey, mm-hmm. and so I feel like, you know, like it's not the what we were the situation when I agreed to go for the equity based. I felt like it wasn't only beneficial for you, like for you to obviously sustain your own money and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it was beneficial for us and our like me and our relationship. Yeah, like it's just I wouldn't want him being sad and you know not wanting to like go out or do something. Yeah. Just because, and I know what that's like. Like, you don't have any money in your pocket and you want to go out and do something. Or, like, even if we were hanging out with our friends and you were like, nah, Jim, I can't go because I can't buy mm-hmm. nothing. And I'm like, oh, I got you. Like, yeah. no, you don't want to always hear that. Like, someone got you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't want to hear that. You know, pay for myself and stuff. Yeah. Like, you want to be able to do that independently, which mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I had no problem with. And I mean, it's what we've been doing is equity based for a few yeah. months now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been going pretty well. Yeah. I can't lie about that. So, I mean, girl, if you initially withdrawn by it, <laughs> don't be okay. Don't be afraid, okay? And you know what else you can do to, like, you know, sweeten the deal? Like, I cook around the house. I clean. Like, I do most of the chores. Makes me and smile. And she doesn't have to. So... <laughs> <laughs> throw in a little extra there. just to... You know, throw a little, you know, more of, like, you know, uh, hard work, you know. Yeah, but you. But that like comes in with the whole like gender role stuff because it's like if mm-hmm. some people probably like I don't be cook I'm not cooking or like cleaning or nothing. True. There's a lot of there's probably a lot of people that are like that. Mm-hmm. But like I feel like that'll ease the situation a bit because yeah. I feel like a lot of people when you get into those conversations they're like so what are you gonna be doing? If yeah, I'm paying I'll this much of the money, what, what are you gonna be doing? What mm-hmm. you think I'm gonna be cooking, cleaning, picking this up, and paying that bill and, and doing paying more rent? Exactly, and paying more rent, right? So it's like yeah. it's you have to be very open and honest and transparent in your conversations mm-hmm. with you know your partner and stuff like that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But thank you for being open-minded. <laughs> yeah, I try. <laughs> All right, your next question is. You like to be outspoken. Like, that's how I met you. You were the outspoken person, right? Mm-hmm. But in a relationship... <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? You had... Your emotions were difficult to present and express. 
mm-hmm. and we've gotten we almost broke up because of that because oh, you my yeah, yeah. And not being open and I perceived it to be you know you were open more open on social media than you were with me okay and so why do you feel like that has been your story yeah I mean um we're not going to go back to that moment. We'll, we'll be back and forth about that all day. Yeah. But we'll come back to it. Um, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like for, like for my, for me and my emotions, like, I always felt like when I first initially, like, came out into the world and I'm just, you know, like, being me and being Janice, like, I was a very sweet and nice person. Mm-hmm. I swear, like, I had never really... I don't remember me doing anything mean in elementary school or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I was a very nice person to people because I'm very, like, caring about others around me. Like, I'll feel sad about someone else's situation, and it has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Like, not one thing to do with me. But, like, I feel like people just deserve so much better and stuff like that. And so, I feel like the more I interacted with people and, like, the more I, like, got into, you know, relationships and stuff, like, people were just taking advantage of me. Yeah. And I was like, that it's not about to go. I feel like after a while, like the way I was just keep, I kept going to like middle school, like that's not going to happen. Like mm-hmm. it's not going down like that. And that's when I literally became not, I would say I, I became me. Like I was just like, fine. So I feel like, I, and then I came into a point where I was like, if you can't accept me being mean on my mean side, then you can't accept me when I'm nice. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just can't even, or like, if you can't accept me being mean, you don't deserve me being nice. Yeah. Um, and so that was just the way I was going with that. And I don't I felt like in that case, initially when people meet me, they mm. don't think I'm emotional. Mm. Right? They don't know that I can I can care or I can be just as affectionate because it's just like I'm I'm like real hardcore. Like it's like there's this like black heart it's like a black foundation with certain people and then it's like, oh okay, now I can open up and like see because I see you care about me and you care about our relationship and whatever mm. friendship we're building. And I don't know, it was just, I never really expressed myself. I was just like, what they need to know about me for? Like, don't nobody care. <laughs> I'm like, because I've I've always gone through something in my life. And like, I don't think I've ever really expressed it to people. Like, I've, I've written it down. I've told, like, my I've spoken to family members, maybe. I've spoken to my mom and stuff like that. And like, I don't know, no one ever really cared, even when I brought stuff up. Like, even... Um, just bringing up little things that people, especially in a relationship, like you bring up someone to, something to someone and they're like, they give you like an ass response. Like, yeah. what the hell am I supposed to do with that? Like, yeah. I just boiled like my heart or like all these like things that are going on with me. And then you just, yeah, you just like dismiss it. Or like, you just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that was the favorite response from people. Oh, okay. Or like, okay. Oh, cool. Mm. Oh, that's crazy. And it's like those one to three word responses. And so I think after a while like even when when we would have conversations and i've heard it before like people would be like like i don't engage in continuous conversation and i'll yeah. be like <laughs> i'll be like yeah i'm a real like one word response person like it could probably be like, i could bring up the topic and like, you, you can bring up the topic up and i don't bring up yeah and i don't bring yeah. up another topic or anything like that like and even the topic you have i might not or like I'm probably am interested in it, but I'm probably afraid of what I'll say or like how I respond, like yeah. to show the real me, like to be comfortable enough to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's what a lot of it was, to be quite honest. Like I was just, I was like, okay, and like no one ever really cared what I had to say. 
Like, I'm outspoken, but I feel like no one ever cared. Like, they didn't really inquire about it. Like, Is no that one... why you say that you don't have many friends? Or do you feel like you don't have as many friends? <laughs> that I have as many friends. Yeah, I think that's why. Mm. Like, I don't, for, like, and for one, but I mean, a part of that, which I will explain to you, like, I mainly had male friends, right? Yeah. Like, in high school, I mainly had male friends. I don't think I had, I only had, like, my one best friend at that time, like, and that was it. But I feel like it was like every stage of like my education, I had a best friend. It was like the first best friend fucked me over. The second best friend fucked me over. And these the, were all ladies. These were all girls, yeah. And it was like after a while, I was just like, I, I just can't be friends with females anymore. Like, I, And then after that, I never found anyone that I could literally like grasp, like, you know, be a real, like I could consider them a best friend. Mm -hmm. There was no one, because I'm like, I can't deal with this no more. Like, you're not just going to be shitting on me and doing whatever you feel like. Yeah. And I'm not saying, and the crazy part, like, for the first and second best friend relationship, I felt like it was pretty, I mean, they're still young, you know, it's uh, quite a foundation, but there are people that have been best friends for years, so I'm mm -hmm. just like, you know, confused about that. But I feel like now, <laughs> yeah, I do say, that like, I don't have, I tell people, I'm like, I tell them, I'm like, I don't have any friends, okay? Like, I don't have any friends. And you know, the crazy part is, is, um, like my co-teacher, she says the same thing, and like she'd be like, "Yeah, she means you're my only friend." And I'd be like, "Yeah, we're the, like we're, <laughs> that's it. We don't got no friends, right?" But, but um, based on like your standard of, a friend, of friendship, yeah, I feel like your co-teacher meets those standards. Meets those standards, yeah. yeah. Because you know what it, you you know what it is. It's like I don't know. I I see friendships very, I guess, different. I don't know. Maybe it's the same. But like, even if I'm if I haven't like. Even when you remember that our one whatever group individual <laughs> in the group, like he expressed something very dear to him, and at that time, but I didn't think that me and him were close. Yeah. Like we were not. We didn't. Like it's not like me and him were like hit each other up on the side and be like, yeah, let's mm -hmm. go get coffee or like let's go let's go to the karaoke or something like that. I did not see us close, but then that's what ended that up because you expressed something dear to me, but that didn't for me that didn't mean we were friends mm -hmm. or like that we were close friends. For him, it felt that way, but I had never shared anything that deep with him. Yeah. And so I feel like there's, for me, I, I think there's a lot of little pieces to what I would call a friend, mm. right? Like, it's like, am I expressing something to you that I've never expressed about myself before? Like, do you even know me? Mm. Like, aside from my name, aside from a favorite color, like, do you know me in depth? Like, do you know what I've been through? Do you know, like, the things that I've experienced? If you don't know any of that, then I don't, how can I call you a friend? Because that means you have to be able to explain to a stranger, yeah, I know Jameis. Jameis went through. Duh, duh, duh. Like, you would have to be able to say those things. If, if you really, truly knew me, you would have to be able to express that. Okay. I don't, for me, that's just what it, that's how I feel for it. Which is like, why would you remember when we initially started being friends and talking, you were just like, you, you said I was mean by yourself. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I, just, I mean, you explained why you were mean, which yeah. I understood. Like, her meanness was a wall, right? Yeah. But a wall that she apparently set up to see, like, who would really stick through mm -hmm. and, like, stay friends with her. But for me, I thought that was counterintuitive because, like, if you, well, that's assuming your intention, like, if you really want to be friends with this person. Yeah. But one thing that, I sort of had difficulty understanding from her was like, you don't know this stranger. And I feel like there's effort that has to be shown between both parties. Yeah, of course. But 
I don't think I feel like you would only place that much effort if you were interested in being friends with this person. Yeah, definitely. So I feel like your meanness was a wall, and yeah, I was just interested you in you as a person, mm-hmm. and I wanted to learn more about you. So I, individually speaking, just withstood your meanness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said it's the worst thing in the world. But I feel like not everybody. Yeah, not everybody have that type of mindset. And, like, they'll just be thrown off by, like, you being mean to them in the first place. Yeah, I mean... I was sort of thrown off, not gonna lie, but... Yeah. But I think a huge part of me just doesn't care. Yeah. Like, I just... I feel like, because I I hold people to a high standard. Mm -hmm. Like, it don't matter who you are. Like, family, friends, like, I... Especially, and it's even worse for... I feel like, I mean, and I'll be honest, like, I don't hold, I didn't hold guys to that same high standard. I think because my brain was always just like, you know, like, they'll always do some stupid shit or some Mm -hmm. fucked up shit at some point. But, like, for females, it was like, you need to be here. Like, I don't know why you're, like, you gossiping about me to this person or, like, you're not being honest and transparent. Like, there are certain Mm -hmm. things you should be able to do in a friendship and... It just it just wasn't for me. Like and I was just I was just tired of these like best friends having these downfalls of best friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's I don't and I don't say I say I have no friends because it's like there's not I don't think I don't think I have one person that I text that I'm like daily texting. Yeah. Like female or male. Like there is not one person that I'm sitting there like yeah like let me think about writing them right now. Like mm-hmm. it hasn't gotten to that point yet except you. And I, I be texting about foolishness sometimes. Yeah. And that would be it. Or, like, my family. Like, that's literally how it goes. Yeah. And, like, so the emotional side, like, me showing my emotion was, like, like, it's a, it's a privilege to see that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That's how I felt. Like, it's a, it's a privilege and an honor to see, like, me be emotional. Because, like, that right there already tells you that, like, I care and I want to share this with you. Yeah. You know, things like that. And so, yeah, that little moment with social media... He just wanted me to, because you had asked me about how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think me going on social media and saying that I wasn't, that obviously I was, I didn't say exactly what I was angry about, but that I was hinting at something mm-hmm. that I was angry about and that I didn't share that with you first. I think that was the issue and that was the problem. Yeah. You didn't, and you didn't, you didn't almost break up with me. You broke up with me. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, was I'm like- done. <laughs> You hung up the you hung up the phone and everything. And mind you, I'm in <laughs> that class. Was the quickest. I'm in class. Break up and then read back together. I've ever experienced. You've ever life. experienced? Because I was just literally like, in like the next five minutes. She called back and was like, "Yeah, because you're not just gonna leave like that. Like I, I didn't. I mean, come on. I was it's like, not going down like now. that. It's not going down like because that. Because we've talked about it so many times that she said up. I know. that she would open it up. It's she just it's up. not easy. It's not easy. And I feel like a big part of that is that... And I mean, you shared a lot with me, to be mm-hmm. quite honest. I just think I wasn't ready to just... Like, if I was going through something, to just jump out of nowhere and be like, Yo, I'm mad. Like, you know, I like just immediately tell you. Like, that wasn't my first thought mm-hmm. in my mind. I mean, in my mind, like, I was like, I shared a lot with you. Like, you, you did. know a lot about me. I just want to also see that side of you. Yeah. Which was fair. It was fair. I guess just seeing that post that you had on Instagram, I was like, wow. So she can tell Instagram, but she can't tell me who's asking specifically what's going on. Yeah. And so I was just like, you know, if you can't 
be open with me, why continue this relationship? Yeah, you were really, really mad at me that day. Yeah. Yeah. But luckily, you know, I don't know when that switch clicked for you exactly. I think but it was a little while after that. Better. Yeah, I have, man. <laughs> I don't stop talking around him. <laughs> I think I talk too much now. <laughs> And he'd be like, I just like the sound of your voice. It's yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, it's nice to see that, because I have that context in the back of my mind, like, she used to not speak a lot. But it's just nice to see that she's talking more and she feels comfortable enough to share most of her day with me. So it's just nice. Sit back, you know, hear, <laughs> hear you speak. And then our day continues. Yeah. I feel you on that one. Yeah. You're annoying. That's oh, number five, right? Yeah. Speaking of emotion. Yeah. Did you feel like you had to hide your emotional side with me? Um, well, from my past relationships, I was told a lot. And from people, friends, family, like I was like really sensitive. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I did feel like I had to stifle... I would say 60% of my emotional, I would say, yeah, what, what's a good word? My emotional uh, bucket with you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just feel like I had to come to terms that like, yes, being overbearing can turn somebody off. So, I just had to find a way to like cope with my sensitivity mm -hmm. in a different way. Yeah. To not be, to not be overbearing with you and then turn you off. So I had to find a way to like, you know, find other ways to like release. And that was like video games, I was watching anime, that was, you know, having the me time for me to, like, collect my day, reflect on something that might have pissed me off or, like, made me really sad. Yeah. And then I can come back to you, you know, ready and calm and, you know, accepting. So, yeah, to this day, I feel like I've gotten better with it. Mm -hmm. And because we talk and we're able to describe what we're feeling in the situation. Yeah which we worked on a lot, actually, mm -hmm. that paid off in a way. So, like, if I'm really angry and upset, I may need a break. Yeah. But I can, to my the best of my ability, describe what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you if I need some time off. Yeah. Or if I need a break a little bit. Or maybe I just need a nap and then wake up the next day. So, in a way, I feel like, yeah, people were right. But I feel like it's always important to have a little bit of some emotional intelligence, some EQ in your system. Yeah. In order to, you know, understand your partner and understand some cues that they not they they might not be able to like say. Like if you look upset and keep in mind some people do have like resting bitch face, resting asshole face. And they may look angry, but they're not angry. Mm -hmm. But if you know that that person's behavior is off or they don't seem to be as enthusiastic or 
Yeah. You know, lively one day and then the next day they're not, you know, happy or just okay. It's important to have some emotional, you know, intelligence to be able to determine that. Ask the question, not to come off too overbearing, but like, are you okay? What's up? Yeah. Has anything happened? And if they say they're fine, then it's unfortunate, but you have to allow that person to, you know, be or get accustomed to what they're feeling. And, you know, if they're actually fine, believe them. And um, just keep the idea of if you need anything, you can always talk to me. I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I care about you. That side of you, just make sure they see that. So just in case they need to have a moment with you, they can remember you saying that. And then, you know, that situation may be able to relieve itself in the future. Yeah. I think you're very in tune to, like, even when I switch immediately. (laughs) Like, like, damn, like, can I just get (laughs) it? So, so it is, so what I be telling you is true, what? but like you just be petty. That I just be petty about it? Like, when like you switch. One. Yeah, I mean, but it'd be like, it could just be like, like or when you're like, your favorite thing used to be, oh, I feel like you're low energy. And I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, what? I just be like, all right, like, I'm done. It's like, yeah, I have low energy, I guess. And it probably was me having low energy, but like, for me to acknowledge that was like, okay, like, well, if I do have low energy, what are you going to do about it? Or, like, obviously, you're going to want to find out where it's coming from. Yeah. But what if it's just coming from nowhere? Like, what if I'm just, you know... Yeah, I mean... So, it was like... But low energy was me trying to find out if you're okay or not. If you just yeah. said, yeah, I have low energy, that can just be from the day. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be a specific source. And if you tell me that, I won't bother you. I'll probably just, you know, cook something, give it to you, leave you alone. Mm-hmm. Let you watch your, you know, trash TV or oh, play your games. You know, let you be one just with be, yourself. Yeah. So you can, you know, have your you time. True. Yeah, like I know. I feel like there's certain situations where I can't really ask you, yo, what's going on? If you feel a type of way with mm-hmm. something, but um, yeah, I do try to remind myself to give you your you time. All you have to say, yeah, I have low energy. Then I'll leave you alone. Then we yeah. do our things separately, you know? And then when you want attention again, you... Come about you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's, that's just how life goes. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything else to add? It's been, I think this has been our shortest episode. And it might be easy for you to edit. <laughs> Not too many hiccups. Hopefully the audio is fine. And then we just got to get clips out. Yeah, um, you want to ask the very last Yeah, of course. This is going to be our last question, guys. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any other thing to ask you. I mean, of course, it might Mm -hmm. be something that pops up later on. We still have a whole journey to to go through. Another insecurity might pop up or (laughs) another moment might pop up. Very true. And I mean, if you guys are interested in a part two... We can definitely try to find more questions that we yeah. can have. But you gotta let us know. Yeah, definitely, you know, you gotta share the video, comment, yeah, subscribe, all that good stuff. hit the bell, <laughs> be a part of Naughty Gang, Naughty Squad, yeah. get notified. <laughs> but yeah, this is our last question. This is from both of us, so yeah. 
we're going to share. Are you comfortable with the way things are now? With the way things are now? Yeah, I am. I mean, I feel like, you know, just talking about all of like the insecurities that we've kind of already spoke about, like mm -hmm. that I've expressed, um, that you, you know, inquired about and things like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm at a, that we're at a, like, I'm comfortable with where this is and where I am now. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, of course I don't like certain things that's on my body and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, um, I feel like because I'm with you and I know like that you accept me the way that I am, regardless of anything, that I feel better about, mm -hmm. you know, just every little thing. But yeah. I also don't want that to come off as like, because I'm with you is because I'm accepting it. Yeah. But it's like, it's also teaching me that, you know, I don't like to say this, but that if we don't work out, yeah. that like, that I can still accept certain things about myself. Yeah, of course. Right? Like that's, I think that is, mm -hmm. I'm, learning, I mean, I'm learning to accept that statement. Like, yeah. you know, just that I'm still accepting of it as it goes on. Cause mm -hmm. I also feel like even with the previous, you know, situation, like before you, like he did accept, you know, my eczema and my keloids and stuff and i think that was also a kind of a like little indicator that like made me realize that like someone could like this can be acceptable like there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with it mm -hmm. um so i feel like i'm gradually getting on the way where i'm accepting it or i'm either at a point where i don't feel disgusted by it that mm -hmm. if i do want to change it that i know i can it's just me making that move or if mm -hmm. i even if i don't want to then i'll just keep it the way it is like mm -hmm. It's not that huge of a deal to me. And I feel like in our relationship, like we're at a pretty good point, you know? Yeah. Yeah, those, we're at a, after the six months, the, the grace period. <laughs> definitely the grace period. I yeah, mean, we're definitely. trekking towards our third year being together. And um, I feel like, God forbid that we don't work out. But my motivation in treating you this way is to... I've always wanted to, like, change your experiences. Yeah, I had not-so-good past relationships. And I just wanted to show you that you're allowed to be loved. You're allowed to be catered for. You're allowed to have a partner who's an actual partner. Mm -hmm. Who can listen to what you don't like in life, try their best to, you know, find a solution, talk, communicate, and just for you to remember all the good qualities that we had, right? Yeah. And so as long as that stays with you, that'll always stay with me, and then we can use that to venture off. That's if that reality it's true in that sense. Reality yeah, in another <laughs> timeline of life. <laughs> but right now, I'm. Yeah, we're actually like. I feel like we're in Cloud Glen. We're comfortable at the moment. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. We're. I think we're still like, you know, learning to mm -hmm. live together. Just, yeah. you know. We're just. Right now, it's like new experiences. Yeah. That we're trying to get accustomed to, but I feel like. That's pretty much. With our relationship. The first six months has been mostly of the heavy load, mm -hmm. and um, we we bicker, but it's like lighthearted now. 
like about little things. Yeah, yeah but it'd be like a quick bounce back. Yeah. Like, it could like, be something like, like, each other, we cut each other's ass. Yeah, all the time. But then it'd be yeah. like, it'd be like five minutes later, it'd be like, yo, what's up, <laughs> Or like, you hugging up on me, or like, we hugging up on each other, and I'm like, okay, cool. I think <laughs> we're pretty much good now. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like as long as, you know, there's lighthearted, you know, banter and fun, that's what keeps the relationship going. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like... He said, what keeps it going? <laughs> we, we also do a lot of things together. Yeah. We're also interested. You know, one big thing was gaming. Like, yeah. I feel like we communicated a lot through gaming. Mm-hmm. And we owe that to Call of Duty. Call of Duty was like... It game. held a lot of our like good moments yeah. in that one game. And I, I look forward to it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's just, it's good to, you know. And like, I feel like there's old school ladies that bash nerdy guys. But like, when you have somebody who you can like play games with, that can be any game. It could be a board game. Yeah. But like, thankfully we have video games. Video games can range from like, different things and yeah. teach you a lot of lessons build teamwork build communication like video games is out here so if you're fortunate enough to have a partner that loves to play video games loves to you know get active on the sticks yeah don't take that person for granted because I feel like with that one thing that helped carry us throughout most of the quarantine, and that's literally almost a year ago now. Yeah. When it first started. And I feel like also just like being interested in what the other person probably likes as well, or at yeah. least trying something out. Like you're trying to get me to. He's been trying to get me to watch anime for the whole day. <laughs> I tried one, one um kind yeah, of. Yeah, I tried to show her Death Note. She didn't finish it. I didn't finish because I was going through school and yeah. then I was. It was. I've been going through. There's just always something popping yeah. up that doesn't allow me to just like relax. Mm-hmm. But I feel like even getting interested in like something that your partner does too, like the ladies out there that like they're like sitting there and they're like, oh, he just plays the game all day. Like try playing if mm-hmm. if you can and if he's open to it, like play with him. And there's so many different genres of video games. Of video games. Like, like, even if he if he's interested in playing, like, Sims, if he, mm-hmm. like, there's different... Mario, mm-hmm. Mario Kart. Yeah, like, any yeah. little thing. And with the whole symptom, systems that's, like, yeah. out right now, like, I feel like whatever you find interesting, like, mm-hmm. just see if he's willing to, like, let you play with him. Like, yeah. it's, you don't have to sit there and, like, be a fly on the wall or, like... <laughs> like, you don't have to do that because I feel mm-hmm. like most, like... I feel like a big part of it, what which I don't, I don't know. It's like you know, guys do play like you know, two mm-hmm. K and stuff like that. Like 2K, of course, you know, I never really was interested in two K, but I still like allowed myself to like play it a little bit. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, this game is rigged. <laughs> so I just like I'm a very big on like shooting games. So yeah. like I'll play any shooting game. I'll play you know, there's certain games I'm like really hype about. Like, yeah. and he's hype about them, and I'm like, okay, I'll play it with you. It's <laughs> like, like all right. I'm like okay, cool. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. That's a big part of it. Like, don't mm-hmm. be cutting his system off in the middle of a game. Don't be throwing <laughs> it out the window. Please don't. Stop doing that. Yeah. Just stop. Like, just take the time to, like, find something. I mean, you're like, going to need some muscles to throw away my your computer? computer out the window. Computer. I will, yeah. Because me and her have issues. <laughs> <laughs> me and her have oh, problems. God. But, yeah, I feel like that's pretty much, like, mm-hmm. just it, like. Mm-hmm. We're at a pretty good 
position right now. No. He has a few complaints, but he'll get over them. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's just my main focus right now is to, you know, get more money. And more money, I feel like 75, 80K can let me do a lot of things. That's our goal. That's what we're reaching. And not, not, in, not, it doesn't have to be no individually. Yeah. <laughs> like, for us to reach there, I feel like, especially with the way tax is like whooping our asses right now. Because if I had like no tax, I think I would be good with 47. We would, we would both be set. Yeah, like yeah. that, like 47 is really good. If, but we don't live in that world, so nope. unfortunately, I have to deal, we have to deal with the hymns that we dealt. Yeah, I mean, we're, doing, so, we're doing pretty well. Yeah, I'm working in IT. I'm trying to get more money. If anybody's interested, I can see if there's an opportunity for you in IT. <laughs> Look, he's so sweet. <laughs> Jamise does Yeah, education. I'm a teacher. Yeah. I teach pre-K uh, right now. I'm going to yeah. be teaching kindergarten next school year. Um, I adore it. I mean, I have my moments where I'm just like, you know, what the hell am I doing? These kids are wild. Yeah, they be wild. They be wild. But they're also very smart and like little tiny adults. Like people don't get kids. Like they don't they don't understand the full capacity of, you know, what they can do. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you're interested, you want to teach, I can like help you <laughs> there. I mean, I don't really You you have to want to be a teacher to Definitely. to want to teach. Like you have to want to be one. You can't just be so like for me. <laughs> like you can't just walk into the, into like the hallway one day and go, yeah, like, I want to be a teacher. No. Yeah. Like, you have to really want it because it's, it's, this education system is terrible. Yeah. So, like, you got to figure out what you want to do, but mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. I don't mind it. I mean, I don't get paid what I should be getting paid. <laughs> so that's why I'm aiming to make what I need to be making, right? Yeah. So, yeah. it's fine. It's whatever. I can't complain. <laughs> I do complain. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else to add? No, that's it. I feel like this was a very, you know, yeah, it was pretty good third episode, and it was a change of space. If yeah. you've watched any of our previous episodes, which you need to go do, um, yeah, please give us some more views, man. Yeah, and likes and, likes and subscribe, like, and dislike, just something. <laughs> <laughs> mainly just like just become part of our like community. you know community, our KTCG yeah. Radio community. Because I feel like as time goes on, like there will be more things that like we talk about either between yeah. us or between other people and like mm -hmm. we're always trying to figure out like what other people are interested in and stuff mm -hmm. like that and um we already expressed like this this space is just for us to just ha simply have conversations and yeah. so like i feel like just having the conversation alone is like good enough to do like yeah. no matter who you are your background your your level of expertise like you can still engage in these conversations of course um but yeah, I think that's what this mm -hmm. mainly going for. Like, we just want you to become a part of the community, <laughs> you know? Like, come on to our side so that we can help you help us help we. Of course. We, not we, okay? okay. <laughs> Gotta put that out there. And another, I guess, a side note would be like, I don't think it's a side note, but yeah, our next episode would be the traditional woman versus the new age woman. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested in joining that conversation, we want it to be mainly women, since it's a topic about women. 
and it's going to be a reactionary podcast. So you're going to listen to a statement, and you're going to agree with that. So if you're interested, you can email us at ktcgradio at gmail.com, and we'll be happy. We accept anybody, strangers, as long as you are transparent, because it's the people that make the we are, Yep, and we are very transparent in yeah. our conversations. Yeah. Like, no one has held back, yeah. and I appreciate that from, like, all of our guests so far. Like, yeah. everyone's been quite honest and, you know, quite open about what's going on in their yeah. own experience. Yeah. And they've been respectable of other people's experiences in the room as well. Yeah. Um, so, to our previous guests, we appreciate you. <laughs> Definitely. And so... With that, I think we can end the episode here. Yep. And don't forget to like, comment, follow Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts too, right? Yeah. Yeah, we just got Apple Podcasts. So we on here, bro. We on here. You just we just need your help so that we can help each other. You get what I'm saying? Like you don't (laughs) know what we can do yet. You just have to see the potential. All right. Definitely. Definitely. And. Stay tuned. Okay. Uh, where's my mouth? Oh, I'm going to the second screen.